Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 6th of September 2015. Most news today really isn't what we call news at all. It's either filler or it's part of an agenda. Preparing your minds for something down the road and you find them putting in lots of emotion and into things for controversy and arguments and like reality TV shows, much the same. Even some of the alternate media has gone the same way as well. It's all reality, you know, reality shows. Because without the emotion, you see, you can't get the viewers. We're, we truly are a creature, if you like, an animal to, to an extent. We have many things in, in line with animals. And, and, and animals are curious, you know. And we are curious, that's how you survive all this time, if you really have curiosity. But those who understand that can bend it off into diversions and getting you very curious about all the wrong things, you see. Especially when something else is going on that you really should know about. And if you did know about you should be awfully curious indeed. So we're, we're managed, our minds are managed. And I've said many times too, if you analyze yourself, you are a compilation of your indoctrinations, your er- especially your early indoctrinations. And your opinions and your views come from these indoctrinations. And then the subsequent follow-ups, which reinforced indoctrinations through entertainment, where little quips are made here and there, which reaffirm that, which you all, you've already been taught to believe or stand up for or whatever. Uh, our causes are given to us as well. Again, through emotion mainly. Because many folk, for instance, uh, in the early days joined Greenpeace. And you would see them going around the doors and innocently asking for money to save whales and things like that. And they truly believed what they were doing. Uh, they didn't know that their big CEOs at the top were all funded by private foundations, multi-billionaire foundations. And the, the top CEOs that run the organizations were given salaries, big salaries, too, like any CEO, in fact. And they relied upon all the, uh, the, the, the poor, willing fools, to an extent, to go out and collect the cash. The United Nations does the same thing, too, with many of its agendas. You see, all of its agendas, by the way, simply come together. All the roads that, that seem separate to you are all very, oh, almost in a military fashion, set up to come together at particular times as you live through your life. And we're living through so much of it today because this, again, is what they called in academia, the 21st century, the century of change. And for those who, who don't know what change they're talking about, you're already living the changes. You're living the change. You're being driven into austerity through various nonsensical excuses. Of the, It's just the economy, stupid. It's stuff like that, you see. And the whole economy thing at the top, economic, well, the whole top of the pyramid of money is a joke to start with. It is a big joke. And um, the joke is you don't get much of it, or if you do have any at all, it's always being devalued as you go through your life, you see. So we're, we're truly are conned by uh, what you're given as reality or news. I've mentioned it many, many, many times. But pretty well all news, and news has always been used too. It's not a new thing. It's always been used uh, for big agendas, even before you had these, what, what they call demo- democratic governments. You, you had uh, town criers who went round villages and towns in the Middle Ages 
reading out the king or the queen's uh, dictates uh, and so on, and policies, etc., and the fake reasons why it was all happening, why you had to pay more taxes, that kind of thing. And nothing really changes. Today we have what's called a mainstream media, and if there ever was any independent free media at all, it's pretty well been taken over long ago by the big moguls who took them over. It's very essential to control the thoughts of people, and you must have uniformity of the information given to people. That's the key of all of this. And I've gone through some of the history of the Rockefellers and other big uh, boys that ran the foundations and how they would bring in the appearance, very superficial appearance of democracy, uh, to the public and a free press, which they, of course, themselves would all control. And they worked out how many newspapers and magazines they'd have to uh, own or else create to cater to all the segments of society that would influence all the other uh, newspapers and magazines and so on. In other words, they would copy them, you see, to, to, to form public opinion. And today, of course, we have TV and news and, and internet news and all the rest of it. So it's so easy now to, again, decide what you, people are going to know or think they know or be given as knowledge or news. And you can also decide what you'll keep away from them, keep back from them, you see. It'd be upsetting to people, terribly upsetting, to be told that everything that you, in your particular span, or your short span of life, all the things that you hold dear, including all the indoctrinated ones into you as well, um, are being changed again to the next step for the younger generation that are coming along with their more intense and updated indoctrination uh, because they'll have to go up through their lives fulfilling and living in the big changes that are planned for them too. And that's how big businesses, international corporations run. They plan 50 to 100 years ahead, you know, with investments and so on. It's the same thing with the, the big agenda for the global society and those who uh, set it up in the first place and those who will always rule it because they plan to always rule it. Just no matter what front people you have in, 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 in view to the public, You'll always have the same people masterminding through masterminding through all their think tanks and so on. Every facet, every little instance of planned change. This is the century of change where lots of diktats have to be fulfilled. You see, and you always prepare the mind of the public through indoctrination and so on for the big changes that you've already planned. And then there's, there's people just go along with it then, thinking it's inevitable. Or, and many of them too, who've had the earlier brain, the latest brainwashing, will think it's a good thing. We always think it's a, a good thing, as we sign our own death warrant sometimes. And there are many examples of that. Such as, for instance, when we go overboard with emotion, with spectacles of high emotion, uh, it's, you know, you've seen the polar bears and so on in ice flows, but polar bears have been going off in ice flows every time the, 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 the polar spring comes in and the big shells break off, the ones that have grown over the winter and they're, and they're oversized and, and they fall off. And bears can swim for hundreds of, hundreds of miles, literally. Yeah. But they don't tell you that, you see. You're given this all, poor little thing. And, and we fall for it. And um, and that's how you, you you sign on to these agendas that they're put out for you to sign on to. You see, 
And when you look at the big foundations and all of the myriad of organizations, non-governmental organizations they run and control, uh, and, and the lobby groups. I mean, they all, these, these big organizations have professional lobby groups working for them too, you see, to make sure that those who own the foundations, which are the biggest trillionaires on the planet, get what they want, you see. Because the governments will, will pass uh, any bill at all eventually uh, that's lobbied often enough by some group. It's got enough uh, pressure built up and gets lots of, again, here's the, here's the tie-in again, lots of news coverage, you see. Why would the news be concentrating on certain things like that, you see? Well, think about it. And you think, uh, over the years I've read many statements by leaders and high-ups in these non-governmental organizations like Friends of the Earth, for instance, where the leaders were talking about mass culls of the population and human beings being the cancer and things like that. So that's what I mean by you can sign your own death warrants as you get carried off in the emotion and, and you think you're to blame for it all, you see. It never dawned you're being conned here. Never dawned to the fact that you're being used and you're being conned by professionals who understand the marketing techniques perfectly. Marketers are fantastic. From Their whole job is to manipulate any article, any story, manipulate into the, the good side of the perpetrators behind something. <laughs> you see, that's what they do. So... Be careful when you get carried off in any kind of emotion. Be very, very careful. Again, too, I'm talking to people who already do this, that they'll turn off off from things like that, because they know already. And lots of folk who truly are addicted to reality shows. They really are addicted to it. They They get fascinated with the little things that are presented to them. It never dawns on that even in reality shows, they're not, it's not real at all. Because people who are put in front of cameras and know they're getting watched don't behave normally, folks. They begin to act, you see. And they catch on to the kind of act that the producers, these, these reality shows have producers, uh, that the producer wants, you see. But they love this, this drama, this drama. You can look at the United Nations Charter, and you think, and initially you'll think, my God, that's so nice and wonderful, this utopia, etc., that they're going to bring in if I just give them my support, you see. And I acquiesce my own individuality to them, you see. That's awfully important you do that, you see, for any of these organizations to win and get what they want. And I've gone through the history of the United Nations, so I won't go through it again tonight. And you'll find everything about it at the United Nations and their organizations at cuttingthroughthematrix.com in the archive section. But, as I say, their charter sounds so wonderful. But then when you think about it, and you look, for instance, at 1984 George Orwell, and folks say, oh, that didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. Really? Really? It didn't happen? You've got a system of, of terrorism everywhere, which was the means of controlling everybody and spying on everybody minutely. You had 
the abolition of what we call the genders, male and female. And you had this uniformity of the kind of clothing they'd wear and so on. China, the communist China, during Mao Zedong's era, everybody wore these blue-type baggy tunics and baggy blue pants, the male and the female. So they all look much the same, just oversized pajamas, basically, and shapeless, you see, because that's, again, a tenant of the particular uh, UN agenda. And they've got it all through all the other agendas, by the way. Every other, ad- when you come out with something to do with, say, global warming or climate change or whatever the, the recent term they, they want you to, to, to believe in, it, they always have that stuck in there. And if they had their way, they will abolish toys, for instance, that guys would play with as, as, as youngsters and toys that girls would play with as, 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 as youngsters too. And they'd, they'd literally abolish the, what appears to be the genders by having you all wear the same baggy pants and baggy tunics, you see, which Orwell had in his 1984 book. So it never changes. The gender never changes. And you'll find that something that sounds so wonderful is always utterly intolerant. Utterly. There's no toleration whatsoever to anyone who opposes any of its agendas, you see. You always find that under the guise of liberalism or, or, or equality. Or, utterly intolerant. And that's why Orwell's 84 had this drab, dreary world. And that's what you're going to go into, by the way, because under the United Nations' recent declarations and everything else, uh, with all your politicians complicit with it, because they're told to, the guys who own the United Nations and set up own your politicians too, you see. And with austerity being mandated, and I've gone over this many times, austerity, people keep forgetting it, even when they're in it. It doesn't dawn on them they're in it. Because no one will use the term austerity. Again, you see. You're in recessions. You're in devaluation of your currency periods, you see. And all the rest of it. And things go up in price and you can't keep up anymore. So your spending money goes to pay all your bills. Uh, that you get all the time, of course, which keep going up all the time as well. And your your local and federal taxes and all the rest of it, because they make sure that their own employees must be paid better than anyone else. They must get their good pay raises every year. It's very important to, to pay the controllers, all those who implement the controls, you see. So we're living through a system that's well-planned, well-made up, that always talks a great talk, but you'll find that it's all deceptive. It's deceptive because they can never tell you what the real plans that you have happen really are. For instance, again, how you can sign your own death warrant. Uh, I can remember years ago that uh, you had this sudden, again, these media blitzes, uh, as they hyped up the, all the wonders of science 
Science was going to be another savior, you see, of mankind. A human logic, you see, humanist logic and science combined would solve all the problems of the world, apparently. And it talked about how it would cure all diseases. And medicine at that time were training all, all their inductees on how they would cure these diseases, because they're all, gen- it's a sudden, a big, big term, everything's genetic. It's genetic, you see. Therefore, as science advanced in the study of genetics, then they could cure these diseases. But if you really looked into all the studies, what they were really saying was, if these folk weren't born who carried the genes, or were sterilized in their lifetime through law, etc., then you would eliminate the disease down the road, you see. That was the cure. That's what they meant. That hasn't changed, by the way. It's still, it's still discussed uh, amongst uh, guys at the top who are all for pro-abortions and all the rest of it, to go with it. And, uh, you'll find, as I say, anything, never just jump on a bandwagon because... Your emotions are some, you know, your your heartstrings are twanged, so to speak. You must always look what's behind something, what would the consequences of something be, and all the rest of it. Now there's lots of children get aborted uh, because they may, there's a possibility, etc., 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 develop, blah, blah, blah. And they used to start years ago with all the, the really bad diseases, the ones that really uh, were terrible. But now it's getting down to even allergies. Think about it, folks. <laughs> and everyone's getting allergies these days because of all the, the chem spraying over their heads, the, the other big agenda. But as I say, be careful of where you, who you hand your heart over to. And what cause you hand it over to. There are people who are simply bitter about everything and simply hate humanity who are on board with all these agendas, you know. They hate humanity. And some of them have even said in these organizations, if they were wiped out, basically, totally wiped out, then the earth would be a better place. So don't fall for the PR blitzes and they bring out all these aging stars that are over the hill and they want to get their name out there again. Things like that. Don't fall for it all with the hype and the entertainment that they shove along with it. Because after all, when they bring out actors or anything like that, what are they really? You don't know who they are really. You have no idea what they're really, really like in private life. And all they are is someone who gets paid to, to pretend they're someone else in, in movies and so on. How do they have a better say, a more important say, in any of the critical things they're talking about now and they're on board with? Why should they be more, more correct than the average person or your local plumber? Or you? But people will, they'll follow the stars, and that's why they get recruited uh, by the big PR companies who do the blitzes to hype something up, you see. Because they're awfully rich, you'll, you'll say to yourself. And uh, you think, if I had that power and had that glamour around me, this fake show business glamour, that I can get anybody I want and all the money I want, etc. And that's, that's why people 
follow this unfortunate uh, sequence of events, some of which I'll be talking about tonight. Now here, for instance, is an article from the United Nations on a meeting they've just had in New York, which really had no coverage at all from the world's press, or very little indeed. And I always think of that term, you know, that evil never sleeps. Even during the periods where you think there's no news at all, well, really there isn't given to the public. It's just that it's all done through basically secretive-type meetings now with non-democratic agencies or organizations. As I keep telling you, they want more democracy for the people. And everything's under under national security or international security or something else like that. And they can't tell you things, you see. That's the excuse often for things. But the reality being that if you knew what they're really up to and what they really meant by what they say, you'd be having nightmares at times. Now, this article says, first September 2015, parliaments have a critical role in translating the new sustainable development agenda which world leaders will adopt later this month at the United Nations. Now, there's a statement there that you wouldn't get in a democratic society, which world leaders will adopt later this month at the United Nations into real improvements for the lives of the world's people, says the head of the Interparliamentary Union. And this is a, a statement made by uh, this particular one, Saber Chowdhury, uh, says, we are in politics because we want to make a difference in people's lives. Well, they do. They, they screw all up, don't they? We want to enrich their lives by making you poorer, obviously. We want to help them live their dreams. And this is the perfect opportunity to do so, said Saber Chowdhury in an interview with the UN News Service. That's their own propaganda arm. They've got a big, massive propaganda arm there on the margins of the Fourth World Conference of Speakers of Parliament taking place in New York from 31st of August to 2nd September. About 180 parliamentary leaders from nearly 140 countries have gathered for the conference, which occurs every five years, to examine ways to effectively tackle global challenges to peace and democracy. This year's conference is expected to place particular emphasis on achieving the 17 Sustainable Development Goals due to be adopted at a special UN summit from September the 25th to 27th in New York. The SDGs, and I like this little part they add to it, as they're commonly known, you you all knew what SDGs were, right? Sustainable Development Goals was set wide-ranging targets to be met by 2030, including ending extreme poverty and hunger, promoting peaceful and inclusive societies, and ensuring sustainable patterns of development and consumption. That's all kinds of consumption, folks. Ensuring sustainable patterns. Now, who decides what sustainable pattern happens to be? Well, all non-elected officials of the United Nations and the unelected NGOs that work for them and the big foundations, which make sure they 
uh, fund and, and point a direction for them all to follow. So you're in a time of austerity. It's getting worse and worse. We all know it. We all know it, folks. And we're all definitely hampered by it all because, in fact, when Obamacare came into the U.S., for instance, where you're, when private insurance company gets all the business mandated by the government that you must pay or else, there's democracy for you. Huh? And that has taken the spending money of a lot of people away. The things that would buy the little knickknacks and all the rest of it, they made some kind of meaning in their life, uh, made it worthwhile in some way or another, because that's what folks do, you see. And they don't have that cash anymore. But meetings like this want you all to pay in a time of recession, <laughs> recession and austerity that's meant to last and last and be the new normal. They want you to pay for all these agendas of the United Nations to, to, to end extreme poverty across the planet. It says you now have a framework, you now have an international agreed document, which we will have in a few weeks' time. Here, the United Nations said, Mr. Chowdhury, we now need to deliver it on it so that the trust and confidence that the people have placed on us is respected. What people have put trust in them? Most folk don't really know what goes on in the United Nations. The summit outcome document is entitled Transforming Our World. The 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. They want a lot of things to be fulfilled in the next 15 years. That's not long to go. And it's, it's not like it's all going to happen in 2000. It's going to be done, but all done by 2030, you see. And it says, uh, acknowledged, uh, acknowledges the role of parliaments in translating the goals into concrete action through passing legislation, making budget allocations, and holding governments accountable, it says here. You see. This is a place where governments come and make pledges. They make a lot of promises. They make commitments. And we are basically here not to make pledges, but to make sure that the pledges that are made are in fact kept and this is the job of parliaments, noted the Bangladeshi national. He stressed that parliaments are a very important part of the puzzle when it comes to the success of the sustainable development agenda. How parliaments respond to the SDGs, the goals, how they buy in, how they implement the SDGs will be critical to success and implementation. He added there is much that binds the IPU and the UN together, most importantly, the focus of both institutions on improving the lives of people, you see. I'll speak. It is a singular focus on people, their well-being. Now, they decide, again, what your well-being is, by the way. And their security, which is why I think, to a large extent, the IPU and the United Nations are natural partners. So your politicians that you vote in and the UN are, are partners. I thought, aren't they supposed to be looking out for you? Yeah. No, according to this one here, their, their job is to, to make sure that all the agreements the government has signed on to, to give cash to the UN and all of its arms, you see, uh, are, are kept by the governments. By, and the only way they can get it is by taxing you into the ground, you see. 
So it's a global conference organized by the International Parliamentary Union, that's IPU, and supported by the UN. It's expected to conclude tomorrow, it was done already, with adoption of a declaration which will feed into the Sustainable Development Summit, which it again is going on in a couple of weeks' time. Awfully important, these things, because, yeah, your governments will go along with it. And the only way they can get money, you see, governments are, don't create anything except poverty and wealth for themselves, the ones involved in it. But the thing is, they can, they've got to tax you, tax you, tax you, tax you for every commitment they make, you see. And it's never really there. Even the whole idea that it's for what they say it is here, you'll find all through this agenda... And I'll put the PDF up, by the way, for the for the the, the big meeting. This whole thing that depends on you all getting taxed to pay for it all. That's what it really boils down to. And again, sustainable development is totally linked in when you read the PDF with climate change and all the other things too, including the, the, the little quotes I've got. I'll put them up too. Some of them, and I've mentioned them years ago over the years by the heads of these NGOs. When they, when they talk about depopulation is the best thing we could do and blah, blah, and sterilization and mandatory licensing for to have children and things like that. I've had, and again, even the quotes to say that, that yes, we, we use climate change as an excuse, but that's not the real reason for it because it's to supposedly go to end poverty. What a joke. What a joke. When those who are really rich and powerful and run the darn planet will ever give up power, folks, to help you. Never happen. Never happen, you see. Now, here's an article here. Paul McCartney wants you to take the meat-free Monday pledge. And this is from 2014. And it says, uh, Paul, Sterla, and Mary McCartney have joined with the Right Honourable Gregory Barker, Member of Parliament, former Minister of State for Energy and Climate Change. <laughs> I love this. But we'll go ministers for everything except to fight the Anunnaki. That will come later. And now Climate Advisor to David Cameron to launch an online campaign to encourage people to skip meat one day a week in order to reduce their carbon footprint and help tackle climate change. Oh, <laughs> this is like the, the political correct speech that you had to use in revolutionary France where you had to call everybody comrade and things like that, you see, not that, uh, and citizen, you see, and that went into the, the, the communist revolution too. You had to use all these terms. You, you, that's the only terms you could use, etc., etc. at work. And... Um, and yet to use them or else, you see. So skip meat. One that, well, for skip meat an awful lot now because here in Canada, I mean, what they sell here for meat in Canada, you don't know what it is. It all tastes the same, bland, whatever. And folk can't afford anything that might be better, like awfully, awfully, awfully expensive, and and maybe good for you. They can't afford it, so they don't eat it already uh, every day either. So. That's already been done. But Paul, again, has got to get his name out there because the big PR company that's, that's pushing this whole blitz for media campaign, that's the only time you get a campaign is when they bring out the star, as you see. and, and uh, But they won't tell you what's all behind it, you see. Just the, the, the front lie that they give you. The front lie. 
And it says here that uh, the Meat Free Monday Climate Pledge campaign uh, will run during the build-up to the United Nations Climate Summit that's taking place in New York later this month. UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon is gathering together global leaders on the 23rd of September, the first time heads of state will have come together to discuss climate change since Copenhagen 2009. The summit is being held to jumpstart the climate negotiations that are due to conclude with an ambitious global treaty in December 2015. So this is the last year to push all this through. That's where you're definitely going to get big storms now before the year's out. They're going to get something to point and say, you caused all that as they manipulate all the weather, you see. The McCartney family and Greg Barker are there for putting a simple but effective idea on the table, a weekly meat-free day. Over the next two weeks, they'll be encouraging people from all over to visit Pledge Meat-Free Mondays, etc. And it says that the, the launch held at a vegetarian restaurant, Titbits in Mayfair, was attended by the environmental NGO leaders and a host of supporters, including Chrissy Hind and Victoria Pendleton. Uh, and then they go on about it too During a delicious meat-free brunch Friends of the Earth That's the ones that wanted depopulation And all that follow you, you know Greenpeace, the World Wildlife Fund You know, with uh, the Prince Philip He was uh, the head of her a while too Who talked about coming back as a virus And killing off of the people Global Action Plan, Sustainability Hub And the Eating Better Alliance Came together to back the campaign And committed to encouraging their members And supporters to get involved too Now going back to what I said earlier About years ago how they were teaching uh, Medics and, 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 and quacks And all the rest of it uh, During their training That they'd cure all uh, diseases That were genetic And obviously the way it was all pointing ahead With a number of getting spoken in the classroom So I think was that uh, they'd simply sterilise or, or bump off the folk that had the disease. And that was the end of it, you see, that, that was the cure. And here you have the thing here too, uh, of uh, Global Action Plan and Sustainability Hub. How do you get sustainability? You either sterilise folk, you see, so, or starve them to death, or, or, or get war on them. Or this product disease, and that, that's these have all been discussed and, and by the military long, long, long ago. By by the way, and etc. So these folk want you to eat better because they know how you should eat. You see. And Greg Barker, who's personally supported Meat Free Monday since the start of the year, said, "Giving up meat one day a week is more than just a symbolic act." If enough of us do it, we'll send a very powerful and loud message to world leaders. Meat production is an increasingly large contributor to dangerous climate change. So, they want to ban all meat production for you all, you see. Because these guys at the top will not stop eating meat, folks. And they don't eat the rubbish that you eat. Now, here's this article here as they kick off the blitz. United Nations, September 4. Supporters of global goals to end poverty and promote human rights, an agenda that goes before the United Nations this month, kicked off a massive campaign this week, saying publicity is key to winning the backing of world leaders. Publicity, that's all you need is publicity, apparently. You see? That's a joke. <laughs> the campaign will use radio spots, social media advertisements, and a star-studded concert in New York. By the way, all these top stars are paid for it, folks. Maybe a few of them will go along with it for nothing. But you forget that all these 
personalities, you know, people who have, you don't have any personality, you're nobody, you see. But you get personalities at the top, well-known personalities who, they get paid for it and all. And again, they're all over the hill, most of them, you see. Got to keep their name there somehow. Anyway, so the Israeli spot social media advertisements and star-studded concert in New York to highlight the proposed Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs again said filmmaker Richard Curtis, one of the organisers. Remember that name, folks. It's awfully important. The 17 SDGs range from ending hunger and reducing inequality to combating climate change, conserving oceans, and promoting education over the next 15 years. I read the thing, and they talk about actually what they're really saying is to make sure that education is just indoctrination. For the youngsters, so they'll grow up being all for the things that they've been brainwashed into to, to, to pushing and promoting and accepting. They are due to be adopted by 193 countries at the September 25th to 27th UN summit. Now, when all your politicians now go to these places, all these things, like every other big treaty that's been done, is all ready just to be signed. They don't sit and debate it, folks. It's ready to be signed. They give it five or ten minutes to speak, if that at all. And most of them don't. And they go there for a big booze up and, and all the rest of it, you see. And a great meal of, of about 15 courses with lots of meat. Anyway, it says the first thing is to get them known, get them discussed, he said, so the politicians know there's a global ambition for global citizens, global citizens, you see, to fight for these goals for the next 15 years. Getting online attention for the goals in social media is critical, said the filmmaker, whose best-known movies include Bridget Jones' Diary. So he, he's, he, he does fiction. But what they're proposing here is non-fiction, folks. It's going to affect all of you. And it says, the promotion includes a, a light-hearted Dizzy Goals video campaign in which soccer stars spin around to make themselves dizzy. Well, that's what they do as all well, the, the nonsense they feed us and, and called news, and then try often unsuccessfully to kick a goal. Oh, it's so mature that it's, it's, we should go with all this nonsense, eh? Uh, things are going to Im- impact our lives dramatically into poverty and everything else. We should laugh at it all, shouldn't we? And watch silly idiots who are overpaid anyway, overpaid children, make themselves dizzy, and that's going to convince. Oh. Organizers said they would like to see it grow as successful as the ice bucket challenge that raised money for the patient care and research into amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. The concert for the SGE Sustainable Development Goals in New York Central Park uh, stars Beyonce, Coldplay and Pearl Jam, organizers said. So once again, entertainment is going to supposedly lead the way into a dire way of living for all of you uh, by people, again, these entertainers that are paid awfully well for the nonsense they put out there. And uh, as I say, why not bring your local plumber and he may, may be better informed than these idiots. Why do you follow idiots? Leave fiction where fiction belongs when it comes to important things that are going to affect all of you. Despite the entertainment aspects of the publicity campaign, what we want to see the end our results, says Amina Mohammed, United Nations Special Advisor of the Secretary General on post-2015 development planning. 
We want people to know these, to embrace them in ways that they will advocate, but also in ways in which they will invest so that in 2030 we do have and have made a a real difference. And um, that's one of the many articles you're going to see over the next few days as they hype this up with entertainment and stupid soccer players getting dizzy to convince you to go along with this, you see. And um, you'll find another article here too. Uh, the United Nations launched a global campaign with a media blitz and an array of stars from Beyonce to Usain Bolt to spread news to everyone in the world about its new goals to eradicate poverty. Emotive again, you see. Not real. Uh, you know, people are definitely in poverty and we'll all be in poverty as they get their hundreds and hundreds of millions to the United Nations and, and the carbon credits and energy credits and all the rest of it. They're going to flip at the top, make another exchange out of and as we go into utter poverty. And it says to fight inequality, I guess, will, will give us all tunings to wear and baggy pants. And combat climate change will give us maybe fans or something or tell us to stop breathing, you know. The campaign, again, they, they tell you when it's supposed to be uh, set and so on. Film writer and director Richard Curtis, who's leading the campaign. Now, it's awfully important to see you look into this guy. This guy has had an interest in history. Uh, he's married, by the way, to Emma Freud the great-granddaughter of the other quack uh, who, who, who started screwing up the world's uh, normalcy, you see. And, um, and it's related, too, through her, uh, to the Bernays and everything else, the guys who really created the agenda for what was the society they were going to create. First it was a consumer society, and now it's a non-consumer society, austerity society. And you also find, too, that a relative runs all the PR blitzes for the politicians for for Britain, the the present Bernays guy. Anyway, it says, To reach the world in a week, Curtis said the campaign is engaging every pillar of modern communications, from schools to churches to radio, television, film, and all online formats. You understand the cost of all this, folks? Who's Yates paying for it all? You are. And it's partnering with sports clubs, public figures, global brands, cinema and advertisers, artists and uh, grassroots organisations to get the message out by October the 2nd. Secretary General Bai Kai Moon said in his final report that the MDGs, again, Millennium Development Goals, by the way, that's just the, the term they prefer using now for Agenda 21, Help lift more than 1 billion people out of extreme poverty over the last 15 years. I wonder, maybe that's the transference, you know, that they alleviate it in some country as they make your country that's paying for it all go down the tubes. It's the kind of balance of the scales, you see. Enabled more girls to go to school than ever before and brought unprecedented results in fighting diseases. I wonder how they've done that. Uh, such as HIV AIDS I wonder how they did that But he stressed that inequality remains With 80% of the people still living on less than $1.25 a day uh, Located in Southern Asia and Sub-Saharan Africa And uh, yeah, I'm sure they do But I'm sure none of them who are on one twenty-five a day Pay any kind of taxes at all And certainly never any like the taxes we pay here every darn month Never mind every darn year the new goals, which have 169 specific targets, range from ending poverty in all its forms everywhere to ensuring quality education, us indoctrination, and affordable and reliable energy, and protecting the environment. There you go again, you see. 
They are and will remain officially called the Sustainable Development Goals or SDGs. It's stuff like STDs, you know, the, and uh, it's, it's like you know sexually transmitted diseases, but it's actually SDGs, which one journalist at the press conference called an ugly and horrible name. That's why I guess you see it's too close to SDGs. Bill Curtis, the co-founder of Comic Relief, who is responsible for movies including and they, they keep prattling about the same. Comedies. You want you want someone who writes comedies whose fiction to, to, to brainwash you, folks. And the name, some of the things he's done, uh, has rebranded the name for the campaign, calling them Global Goals. Uh, GGs. I guess they're all writing us with the words for sustainable development in small print. I think for younger people, the global goals will be easier. He said, but adding. And sustainable development means we have our cake and eat it too. And these guys eat can afford a lot of cake. Curtis said the campaign with the motto, tell everyone, tries to make the complicated new goals fun. They're fun. Taxing you in the grave, you see, is going to be fun. Bright, you see. Entertaining and interesting. Eh? How about the word that's missing? Factual. To get the world's attention. Uh, among the highlights are the first ever global cinema ads, uh, narrated by actor Liam Neeson. Well, he's already he already <laughs> went down the, uh, the the points of the the scale and the eyes of the public when he took the part to play uh, Kinsey, Alfred Kinsey, in the sex pervert with his big clinic, uh, a seven day pop up global radio station and the goal streaming online with an original soundtrack composition soundtrack by Peter Gabriel. 101,000 billboards from New York Times Square to Piccadilly Circus in London and the Tower in Kuala Lumpur and a song to inspire African youth by the continent's top artists. So again, entertainment, happy songs is going to make us all to be be happy that we're giving our whole lives and our whole future and everything is to be implemented over to folk you don't even know. But it's going to be fun, right? Curtis said the world's top digital giants, including Google, YouTube, Wikipedia, Yahoo, and Tumblr, will be pushing the goals online. A festival in New York's Central Park, September 26, to promote the goals, will be headlined by Ed Sheeran, Beyonds, Coldplay, and Pearl Jam. And people can join sports stars like Gareth Bale and Gary Linkar in a, a game called Dizzy Goal and add their voice to Bill and Melinda Gates, the usual suspects again, Meryl Streep, One Direction, and many others, all online to support global goals. Well, it's just going to be fun, folks. going to be fun, you know. Isn't that wonderful? Eh? But your local plumber isn't there, given his point of view on anything. Why? Because he's not stinking rich like these characters, these little made-up prissy nonsense characters. That the big machine has made them into what you think are stars, not talent. <laughs> so anyway, these articles I'm putting up tonight for those who want to know really what's going to affect their lives shortly. Not not these, you know. <laughs> it's amazing out there across the board. Of all the nonsense is getting prattled about predictions, see they see their revelation getting reinterpreted again. It's a beauty of it. It's always open to reinterpretation, uh, and so on. And uh, everybody's got their angle on something, or astrology, or, or what. there's even a, you know there's even astrologists supposedly that are also economists and they give advice. Oh, yeah. 
well, here's the real deal here, folks. Here's the real thing. And it's all been dressed up like some happy, happy festival. You see? So you can you can pay for it all and pay for years and years and your whole life long to bail out countries across the whole planet. It never goes to bailing out and helping out the poverty. You, you know that yourselves. If it did, nobody would be in poverty across the world by, by now. In fact, they've been living pretty well long ago. Doesn't work out like that, folks. You know that. Now, here's an article here too, and it's got um, the Global Goals campaign announced with the United Nations uh, as a key partner. You see, and I'll put this one up as well to fight inequality and injustice and tackle climate change for everyone. Ah. I tell you, maybe get those dizzy soccer stars to fight climate change. Maybe if they ran around in slow motion, they wouldn't breathe so much and put off CO2. Eh? Hmm? How about that? Probably about mandating that, then, eh? And um, so they're, they're, they're mentioning all the different characters again to this other article who are all going to be there, you see. And it says here, Add your voice to cast including A.R. Raman, Ashton Kutcher, Bill and Melinda Gates, G.E.M., Gilberto Jill, Jennifer Lawrence, United Nations Messenger of Peace, Lang Lang, Meryl Streep, uh, Malala Yousafzai, One Direction, Her Majesty Queen Rania Al-Abdullah of Jordan, Richard Branson of uh, Robert Pattison, Robert Redford, of course, he's up there with the Friends of the Earth that once want to, you know, kill off a lot of the people from the planet. Professor Stephen Hawking, UN Messenger of Peace, Stevie Wonder, uh, for the crowdsourced film We the People, written by Richard Curtis and Matt Whitecross, and unveiled on the Google homepage when the goals are adopted on 25th of September. And so there you go. I mean, it's, it's all it's all done deal. When the goals are adopted on 25th of September. If you had any say in this at all, of course you haven't. Of course you haven't. None at all. Most folk don't know they've already had the precursor on the, at the end of last month, or, or, or yeah, at the end of last month, into the third or so, or second or third of this month. They didn't even know what happened at the United Nations that went on. And it says here, the goals, when the, when the goals are adopted on the 25th, there's democracy in action, right? But you'll get a good show, folks, as the politicians go in and sign on to it. You see? And you can't uh, use much heating in the winter in the cold countries anymore as you freeze your butts off, you see? Because of you can't afford the carbon credits and all the rest of the offset credits. Ooh, you see? You're going to have fun. You're going to have fun for one day. You see, if you're, if you're a TV addict watching a bunch of idiots and has-beens and made stars by the machine, you see, that's who makes the stars. But, um, yeah, it's going to be all fun, fun, fun. And um, it says, join events, including the Global Citizen Festival on the 26th September in Central Park. So a global citizen again, eh? And uh, they're even going to have, uh, uh, it says here, shining a spotlight on the global goals at social good summits in over 100 countries, including Afghanistan, Iran, and Somalia. So, oh, there you go. 
And I tell you, all these countries that they mentioned, the third world ones, where poverty is worst, they'll be putting the money into the big, you know, chiefs, the clan chiefs folks who've always had the money given to them to run the system the way that the big boys who own us all in our countries want them to run the countries. Doesn't get to the people. But yeah, it's going to be a big, big hoopla. Again, you, know, you pay for it all because how do you think the United Nations pays for it? It's all through your taxes, folks. It's all through your taxes. I also put up this article here on the Interparliamentary Union. It's a global interparliamentary institution established in 1889. It's interesting, this one. Because really that's a forerunner of the one they're talking about right now, which the claim was started a few years ago with the international politicians, you see. But anyway, this interparliamentary institution has permanent observer status at the United Nations and general consultative status with Economic and Social Council, you see. I'll put that up for you to peruse if you want to. Also, I'll put up tonight's, this article here, the current UN development agenda is centered on the Millennium Development Goals, MDGs, you see, that were officially established following the Millennium Summit of the United Nations in 2000. The MDGs encapsulate eight globally agreed goals in the areas of poverty alleviation, education, gender equality and empowerment of women, child and maternal health, environmental sustainability, reducing HIV, AIDS and communicable diseases, and building a global partnership for development. The MDG's overall target date is 2015. And it says at the 2010 high-level plenary meeting at the UN General Assembly to review progress towards the MDGs, governments call for accelerating progress and for thinking on ways to advance the development agenda beyond beyond 2015. After the 2010 high-level plenary meeting, the UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon has taken several initiatives. He's established a United Nations system task team launched a high-level panel of eminent persons and appointed Amina J. Mohammed as his own special advisor in post-2015 development planning. As is, the processes are com- complemented by a set of 11 global thematic consultations and national consultations in 88 countries, facilitated by the United Nations Development Group. And uh, I'll put this link up too. It gets a lot more on it too. It shows you a lot of the characters involved. And it tells you a little bit about the high-level panel's report to eradicate poverty. The phrase there is, by 2030, deliver on the promise of sustainable development. The report calls upon the world to rally around a new global partnership that offers hope and a role to every person in the world. Well, your role will be pay for it all as you go down the tubes yourself. And they've got leave no one behind. Uh, number two, put sustainable development at the core. So all laws and rules and planning permissions for buildings, everything else, has to have sustainable development, folks. You can't have that urban sprawl crammed into the cities, you see. Transform economies for jobs and inclusive growth. Uh, Build peaceful and effective, open and accountable institutions for all. Again, non-democratic institutions, really. 
forge a new global partnership. That's all the treaties they make you, they, they sign and your politicians sign on to. A new spirit of solidarity. Have you heard that before? Cooperation and mutual accountability must underpin the post-2015 agenda. This new partnership should be based on a common understanding of our shared humanity, based on mutual respect and mutual benefit. It should be centred on people, including those affected by poverty and exclusion, women, youth, the aged, disabled persons and indigenous peoples. It should include civil society organisations, multicultural institutions, local and national governments, everybody except the general population, you see. It also mentions, too, that private philanthropic organisations are all part of it. That's a new form of governance, you see. So I'm putting up these links at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, folks. I'll also give you other articles backing UN Agenda 2030, Parliamentary Leaders Pledge to Place Democracy, as your governments and all of you, at service of sustainable developments. And it's also, I'll also put up the world's top legislators meet at UN headquarters focusing on 17 sustainable development goals. I'll put up the PDF for that too. And also I'll put up, maybe if I can find them again, it's in the archive sections, uh, some of this, the, the statements made by these top non-governmental organizational leaders. You see? And remember too, the Club of Rome I mentioned years ago, this private think tank that was given the task of finding an excuse to take away all your rights and freedoms and to run the world in a scientific manner, you see. And they said, in searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. All these dangers are caused by human intervention, and thus the real enemy then is humanity itself. Believe humanity requires a common motivation, namely a common adversary in order to realize world governments. It does not matter if this common enemy is a real one or one invented for the purpose. And I'll also put up this article, Celebrating the True Spirit of Earth Day, Sayings by Famous Earth Day Celebrities. So let me put that one up tonight. And um, remember, folks, you can buy the books and discs that I have at CuttingThroughMatrix.com to give you some reality. And you can donate as well by going to the, to the website, as I say. And that's the hour, unfortunately, flown in, as usual. Uh, you, you can't go through all in an hour, naturally. But again, it's up to you to start to look things up for yourselves and make your own opinions about things by reading things for yourselves. Uh, such as the articles and the PDFs that they put out from the United Nations. So from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God, your gods, go with you. Mm-hmm.